Welcome to the 5-7 Podcast. I'm your host, Pre, and I'm joined with my co-host, Mike Salinas. He found his grill, so everybody uh, give him a, a round of applause for that. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I had to find my grill. You know, next door neighbors had it. They were cooking out footlongs on it. Now I had to completely desensitize my grill plates. They turn into a smoker? Yeah, disgusting fucks. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to talk about uh, toxicity in the workplace. And uh, I think I think everybody um, has has definitely run into this. Uh, that you know, there's there's people there that are are either kind of Debbie Downers that are you know they're always down, or there's people that uh, you know they're they're just uh, they're they're just toxic. They take your energy away. They um, you know they don't work. They they bring your your production your productivity down. And uh, so we're going to talk about them today. So uh, so Mike, have you uh, what have you experienced with uh, toxic toxicity in the workplace? We'll start yeah, with just had, pe- no. I, I'm sorry. What was that? We'll start with people because I want to get to like uh, like workers and leaders because there's gotcha. definitely a big difference. Well, I think people, man. I got I got to start with myself to some degree because I think I was a bit of a toxicity implant years ago, <laughs> growing up and just jerking around all the time at work. I uh, I used to work at Meyer. Superstore, food stores. It's kind of like a grocery store with a. It's kind of like a high end Walmart for those that may not be aware of what it is. And so I started Walmart. Yeah, I guess <laughs> <laughs> it's a one stop shop. If you want to get some oil or you want to get some bread, we got both of those just for you. And they're better than Walmart, apparently. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's, you're not going to uh, find too many hood rats there, so it's actually a, a better shop. Okay, but um. So being there, I think I was a bit, bit of the toxicity because I brought drinking into the equation. So I brought in like liquor and things like that, and I'd be drinking liquor in a solo cup on the checkout counters. And once really? I started doing, yeah, yeah, I was crazy. But I used it like a, uh, it was a slushy cup. So people thought I was drinking a slushy while I was ringing up people. Why I was allowed to drink a slushy, I don't know. But the issue then, it just trailed off. So people all started doing it. So. You know, on a Saturday afternoon, you go in there and you'll see four or five solo cups of people at the registers, and everybody's drinking with me. Like we're all drinking um, wine, which I was I was heavy on wine for some odd reason. I guess maybe it didn't smell as bad. Were you making and, spritzers? Yeah, and spritzers. I was making. Um, we were doing gin and juice. We were doing uh, sparkling wines. A lot of Asti was going on. So, I mean, to start off, I think I was a toxicity for the first portion of my life and my, my working career, you know, until I probably t- turned my mid-20s where I uh, I finally understood how to work hard and what I really wanted. And I wanted to be a better example and I wanted to be a contributor to the positive as opposed to the negative things that go on and, you know, kind of be a more level-headed person. Now, granted, I still had my moments, but... But yeah, but but overall, since those that point in time where I was a bit blinded, I've ran into uh, plenty of those people that have been toxic to my relationship or De- Debbie Downers. Like, oh, you know, I'll never. Why even? Why even bother doing this? I'll just never do it right, you know. Like, <laughs> and I said, well, if, if you'll never do it, and, and I've come to points in my life where I've I've been in management or things like that where it's like, listen, if you're not going to do it right, then why are you here? 
Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, but I try to, that's really like the, the worst way to be about it. You know, I try to put myself in their shoes and I more or less always throw it right back on myself and say, what am I doing wrong? And what can I do to help you get to where you need to be? And that's like, a lot of people are very receptive to those kind of things where you're like, wow, he's throwing it back on him when it's not even his fault. <laughs> and in my head, I'm sure. like, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's kind of an enabling thing, unfortunately, but it, hopefully it does turn people for the better. And that's kind of been my situation, but I, I've dealt with it many a times. I deal with it all the time currently. This is Debbie Downers, but I just try to uh, put it right back on myself. I think it's kind of funny when uh, you know people take it personally when you uh, you know say you're going to get something for lunch and like they're like, well, why didn't you – Ask me to ask me if I wanted anything. Did you bring this up as a joke? No, like no, this, no. This lunch thing because I have a huge epidemic with lunch. Do you? Get, yeah. No, it's a, no. It's a, it's a it's a big deal. No, I've been there before where someone's you know I'm like hey I I thought you brought a lunch you know uh no I was like oh okay well you know you know it's like I don't want to say I'm sorry because I'm not you know <laughs> dude <laughs> but this. Holy crap. <laughs> but it, but really at the same nervous. time but at the same time I'm I'm kinda sorry because it's like, well if I would have if I would have known that you didn't bring anything, then I would have asked, you know? But at the same time it's like, Am I responsible for your lunch? And actually this person uh heard me talking to somebody else in the room <laughs> in the same room that I was gonna go get lunch and they didn't ask. So now that I think about it, no, I'm not, I don't feel sorry about it. That is hilarious. I uh I- I cannot leave work and bring back lunch without being totally interrogated. So I've come to the point where I have to bring fake bags and keep fake boxes outside my office doors, outside like completely the area to where I put stuff in those boxes and things like that to act like I'm just grabbing goods or something from a dock and to bring it to my office because I don't want to hear the questions or saying, hey, well, something smells awfully good. Wish you would have brought me something. How come you didn't ask me if I wanted a, a sub sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't want to ask you because I don't want to – I just don't want to get into that whole thing. Like I have some coworkers that it takes them 10 hours to order something. And then when I put something in a, in a post-it note, it's got uh, a light mayo and it's got 5,000 ingredients that I, I just rather just do my own thing. So a lot of times I, I go and I eat out. I don't try to eat at work either. But it is a, it is a huge ordeal every day. <laughs> it sucks, Every man. day? Every day, man. But the, every and day. Then when you, and then when you, um, when you, you know, say you, you go and get lunch for somebody, you know, they're going to expect that every day after that then. Yeah, yeah, man. And then people always ask me, hey, when are you going to treat us, you know, to this or this and that? Because, you know, I, I have comping abilities at the, the place I work so I can comp at restaurants or things like that. And they're like, hey, are you going to comp us this week? Are you going to comp us today? I'm like, no. And now I'm the jerk because I'm saying no because I, I feel like it's not really a productive thing. What have you done great today that deserves a comp? It's, it's Friday afternoon. Um, you've been on Facebook all day and I'm supposed to comp you a meal? Why? <laughs> I'm not comping myself a meal. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. So, um, you know, just thinking about, uh, you know, just uh, t- toxic toxic workers, you know, um, I think that there's a way that that you can that you can help these people, and um, you know, if maybe you're in, you know, if you guys are in the same department or something, maybe there's a way for you to, 
I don't want to say mentor, but kind of, you know, kind of be an example for everybody else. Like, hey, you know, like maybe I should be more like him, you know, like taking the lead and saying, hey, you know what? I want to uh, I want to be I want to be a better worker like him, like maybe befriending them in a way. And mm-hmm. because I think that I think like our presence is a um, it's a direct it, it plays a direct influence on the people that are around us. Like you could get them you can get them into your you know, like say some of your interests, like maybe you talk about music and you had the same type of music and then you tell them like, Hey, uh, do you want to start on a, um, do you want to start on a, like a diet together? You know, some, you know, people do that and, or like, Hey, do you want to start yoga together? And, and, you know, people do that. So if you can influence people like in that way, I think that you can influence them in your, uh, in your productivity as well. I, you know, man, I, I'd love to say that that's always true. I'm, I, mean, I don't mean yeah. I don't mean in like I don't mean like in every single instance. I'm I'm just saying like as an example, you know that that I think that that's something that could be done. Yeah, no, I trust me, man. I'm I'm big on being a leader by example, and when I try to go above and beyond, I'm like, this is what I need you guys to start doing. Some people just don't pick it up, man. And yeah, maybe maybe it's the the demographic, or it's the location where you work, or it's just the environment and the job that you do, but. Sometimes I'm I'm having issues where people just do not pick that up. Like I'm I'm not here till nine o'clock p.m. because I'm just because I want to be. I'm here because things need to get done, and oh, maybe because you didn't get done what you were supposed to. So I, it falls back this way. Sure. And yeah, it's just um, I don't know, man. It, it's difficult. It's a slippery slope. I feel like I would be better off delegating more than anything else. But I think there's a there's a happy medium there that works out. You know. Okay. Yeah, and then I th- there's the other people that, you know, they, I don't know if there's something going on at home or, or if there's something, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there could but be things going on at let's home. Be, let's be fair here. Who doesn't have something going on at home? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're right, everybody you're right. does. Yeah, things. Everybody has things going on on the outside of their lives, but you know, there's the people who bring that. They bring that stuff to work, man. You oh, know. Yeah, they do. I think it's a big. I think that's. I think that's even worse than the Debbie Downers, you know, because the people who are down, it's like, okay, you know, they're here, but you can try to, um, you know, try and help them out. But the people who bring their shit from home, you don't know what they're going to, what they're going to bring because sometimes, you know, they're in a good mood and they're happy. And then there's other times where they're, you know, they're furious or they're, or they're really sad, you know, like their range of emotions are, are up and down. And, uh, and, and those people, there's really no, uh, I don't think there's really no helping them unless you can communicate that to them in a way like, Hey, you know what? You're supposed to leave that stuff at, at home. Like I care about, you know, what it is or, or whatever. I hope that you're all right. But you know, you got to leave that stuff at the door because I, you know, that, that affects, that affects people. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, we even have a guy at work that he always complains about his, uh, his child, you know, oh, man, you know, I got a one year old really, I got a lot of shit going on. You know, I got a, got a, got a kid, man. I got a kid. I I couldn't get to it, man. I couldn't come in early. I got a kid, you know. I got this one year old, man. I couldn't make it in on time, and I've let him just completely use it for months. And one day he's like, "Yeah, man. Actually, this past week, you know, I couldn't make it in. You know, I just, uh, man, I, I needed to sleep. I only got four hours of sleep, so I needed to I needed to get back in bed, man. Like the kid, man, kept me up. Had you know, I got a one year old, you know. Is he a single parent? No. Okay. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> it's even it's even more funny. So I told him, I said, "Yeah, that's." I said, you know, I'm here every day on time, and I have a one-year-old as well. (laughs) (laughs) 
I said, so I said, what did you do this morning? He says, well, I rolled back into bed and I, I went back to bed and slept for a couple hours. I said, how the hell did you do that? What, what happened to the one-year-old? He said, well, um, the, uh, I got daycare. So I took him off the daycare before that. I was like, yeah, I don't, that, that doesn't really, I don't get that luxury, man, of going back to bed. But, yeah. um, sleep is, is no longer applicable to me. Yeah. That's kind of like, uh, kind of pushing off your problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, just, just deal with it, dude. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> yeah. But I think we can move on right to the, the next portion of this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, toxic leaders. <sighs> dude, I have had, so I, I, for those that aren't aware, I work in advertising and I've had, um, maybe six, eh, seven general managers in the past eight years and, the, and actually, I've had the same general manager for the past three years, but before that, it was a revolving door. And every one of these guys um, was probably an idiot to some degree, but I think you, I always learn something from each one of them. I always make sure I learn. I mean, even if you like feel like, man, this guy's a dummy, but there's something – you don't get to some place without having some sort of knowledge or being, being able to offer something. So I, read, I did try to take something from every boss I've ever had, good or bad. And try to, I guess, see the positives and everything. But I always, you know, I've, I've continued to last in my position or last through multiple eras of management or leadership and um, executive, whatever it is, just because of um, when people have tried to fire me, people have tried to throw me under buses. It, it really doesn't work out too well because I, I, I live under the bus. I don't, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> But the, um, the the toxic work environment, I don't let it – or the leadership, I don't let it get to me too much. But it's – man, it is extremely prevalent, especially when they start throwing each other under buses or throwing me under buses. And um, the truth always finds a way. As long as you're doing your job, everything's going to be just fine. Right. If, if you keep your ducks in a row and, and you're – you know, you're – you got it together, there's really – yeah, even if you get thrown under the bus, like your portion is done, you know. And and bad leadership, you can tell when there's bad leadership because everybody's fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well, it's not well. This guy's not scored away, and this guy's not scored away, and this guy's not scored away, and this guy's not scored away. You know whose responsibility is that? You know. Right. But if like everybody else is scored away and you're jacked up, you know, <laughs> it, you know, it looks it looks really bad. You know, and and um, you know these when it comes to bad leaders, man, they are. Um, they they strongly influence you know everybody in the department you know they str- they strongly influence their subordinates you know and um, one of the things that I don't like personally is when you've got a guy who he wants he's who wants to be a manager and he wants the the authority of being a manager but he doesn't want to he doesn't want to give any leadership to his subordinates he mm-hmm. pretty much wants people to or or woman. You know, wants people wants to boss around people, but then he doesn't want to mentor them at the same time. And I think that that's a key part of, of of being, uh, you know, a department head or what have you. Is on one hand, uh, you know, kind of insulating your subordinates from higher up, and then on the second hand, mentoring them so that you know they can be successful. Well said, man. I completely agree with the mentorship. I think it comes down to ego as well uh, when it comes to leaders, especially because, you know, normally when you, when you get to um, when you you know you get to a position of power, uh, there's a lot of people out there that uh, 
you know, they're really good with it. You know, they're they're not the people that have to remind everyone, oh, I'm in charge or I'm the boss. You know, it's like you know who they are, and they they treat you like a human being, and and they're able to to thrive in that position because the people under them want to work for them. And then you have the other people uh, who kind of steamroll or come in and they they want to you know just throw a grenade into the middle of the room and be like okay hey this is how we're going to do things you know this and this and it's like well you know we've 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 done everything like this up to this point this way you know why are we changing everything and then you know you she you know this person could be moving people into you know areas where they haven't worked worked before and and you know things just don't work out and then she blames the workers you know or he blames the workers, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really not their fault. Yeah, man. Um, unfortunately, or the boss who takes off, who, the boss who takes off early, that's another good one. The guy yeah. who comes in, guy who comes in later <laughs> than everybody, and then he takes off. Gotta go. <laughs> He's like, man, I got a three o'clock tea time. I got to take off. We we used to have a guy that used to leave early and go out to the bar drinking. And then he would call the vendors or employees to come pick him up from the bar because he was too drunk to drive. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I tell you what, man. Props to that guy for knowing he was too drunk to get behind the wheel. <laughs> how how long did he? Uh, how long did, was he able to pull that off? He pulled off that shenanigan for uh, over a year. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was telling me about it years after, and even nowadays, I I still hear stories about it. You know, people are like, "Man, is that guy still there?" And I'm like, "No." And he's like, "Man, that guy used to call me up for um for rides home from the bar, and he would tell me he would fire me if if I didn't come pick him up." <laughs> well, well, that's uh, I think I think that's considered abuse of power. Yeah, well, it is. It totally that's not, is. That's not bad leadership. That's abuse of power. That's completely <laughs> different. I wasn't even gonna. I wasn't even gonna cover that today. <laughs> man, I thought it was just worth saying because it was just so great. I was like, I was kind of impressed. I was like, man, that's. I can't believe that guy had the audacity to do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's a lot of uh, you know. Once again, it's like it, that comes into ego, and you know, br- people bring ego uh, to the situation, and it's not good for everybody. It's not good, actually. It's not good for anybody, I should say, mm-hmm. because uh, you know, when when ego gets into the mix, things get dangerous. Because you know, those people they don't want to take suggestions for people because they know already, and they and they don't want to be. Um, you know, you know, they don't want to be like usurped or what have you. You know, it's like, okay, I'm in charge, and and uh, and this is how we're going to do it. And someone else comes in, and they're like, oh, you know what? Um, maybe we should do it like this, 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 and this, because you know, I've done this before, and and it works better if we do it this way. No, 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 that's not how we're going to do it. Because I'm the manager here, and this is how we're going to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? You need to take the ego, and you need to, t- uh, you need to throw it into the. Uh, into the end of the fireplace or something or, or throw it out or, or do something with it, man, because, um, it's, it's bad. It, you know, really, on the other side of that though, I think it's, it's just a defense mechanism. Sometimes when people come into a new employer and they're like, Hey man, I've done this all before. I know how to do it. Let me show you guys the right way to do it. We've had, I've had this happen many a times and I'm like, listen, this is a different demographic. You don't understand what you're talking about. We've tried what you're talking about multiple times, and it hasn't worked out. That's why sure. we don't do it, you know? Like, no, no, you haven't done it this way, though. And I said, yeah, actually, we have done it that way. We've done it multiple ways. And, um, you know, but someone comes in knowing it all. It's more or less 
I think you have to, uh, coming into a new employer, I would always suggest going with the flow, at least for your first 90 days, getting the grips yeah. on what you're doing and how the work environment flows. And yeah. then, you know, slowly, if you can trickle in, you know, some of your, um, if there's better habits or better opportunities to say, hey, uh, let's work smarter, not harder. I got a new method that we can apply to this and it can kick some ass and help us uh, not waste our time. Yeah, I I'm all for it. I agree. I 100% agree with you. I think that works. Uh, I think that if you're an employee or if you're coming into a management position, I think it works both ways because um, if you're quiet and, you know, say your, your manager comes up to you and he's like, hey, this is what I want you to do. This is how I, um, this is how I want you to do it. I think it's a good idea to just keep your mouth shut and see how he wants things done. Mm-hmm. And then if you've done it that way before, perfect. Because then you come back to him and you're like, here you go. He's like, okay. You know, a month later of doing that, he starts – even even though that you know, he from that point, he knows that you're, that you're, uh, you're competent. And he knows that you can take instruction without, uh, you know, without cutting him off. And as a manager, um, if you're coming into a new department, you know, I think that, you know, the same thing works for them. I think it's a good idea to come in, see how, see how things are rolling, see, see what's going on. And, you know, maybe pull somebody aside and say, okay, hey, who, who's, who's number two here? You know, who's been here the longest? And talk to them and say, hey, uh, so how do, you, how do you guys do things here? And they're like, okay, well, we do this, we do this, and we do this, we do this. It's like, okay, that's working. Let's keep it going. I'll, I'm going to meet with you in, in, in two weeks or three weeks. That way you can see what your workers are doing and then start taking notes to see what some people's strengths are and what their weaknesses are and then – you know, apply any changes that you want from that point and say, hey, okay, you know what? I noticed this. I noticed this. Why don't we try and change this and this? And then we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. If it works out better, perfect. And then you get to a point where you understand, you know, how things run. And then you get to know their, your workers better. And then at that point, you might even be able to start uh, working on people's weaknesses because, uh, I mean, that's what you want to do at the end of the day. You want to take people's strengths, make them stronger. You want to take their weaknesses and make them strengths as well. Yes, I concur. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I don't know if it's appropriate. I was going to say, yeah, you know, speak softly, carry a big cock or you can, or, or a big vagina, carry whatever, a big you, gun. <laughs> whatever you speak are. Speak softly and carry a big gun. That's what you want to do. Sure. Oh, that's what I think. But anyways, so yeah, then the so the uh, the moral of the story is if you're if you've got an ego, uh, you need to you need to get rid of it, or you need to check it. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any other pieces that we missed out on? Some of the any other bullets, major? Uh, I don't know. I think that's I think that covers uh, the toxicity in the workplace. I mean, generally, and uh, I think it covers ego uh, pretty well too. Yeah, man. No, I think uh, stepping back sometimes helps out. I notice I have a I have a huge ego at work. It is is it self confidence or is it an ego? It's both. It's it's sometimes not very good. You know, people are like, "Man, it looks really good." I'm like, "Yeah, no shit." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, okay." You know, people are, are a little bit drawn back. Like, I do it as a joke, but yeah. it's more of a, of a cocky and. and but unfortunately, not everybody is in on the joke. Just myself. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. It's just so like how you flick everybody off after after meetings? Yeah, like when I flick people, yeah, and I tell people fuck off, and I, I flick people off. I, like it's it's all part of a joke. Like it's it's a role I'm playing. But 
people don't see it that way. They they take their their work very serious, and I do too. That's why I know when it's good, and um, I don't need somebody to tell me it. I I can pat my own self on the back. But that's uh, so you're the, the method, you're the method actor of the uh, of the of uh, the organization. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? That's like, um, say, for instance, uh, like, have you ever seen My Left Foot with Daniel Day Lewis? Man, that sounds really familiar. He plays a paraplegic, and oh. he, and and he's in a wheelchair. And apparently, from what I heard, was, um, he he sat in the wheelchair for the entire production, and at the end of it, he had like three cracked ribs or something. <laughs> wow. Or like when he did like uh, Lincoln, he he told everybody to call him Abe, and he he signed all of his notes and letters Abe while he while he did the movie. No shit. Yeah, so that's like buying into like the character. He totally and, embraces what and, yeah. what he is, who he is. Yeah, in there. He, yeah, he like becomes like that person. So I like in, it. A way, in a way, you're kind of like Gordon Gecko. Yeah, man. I mean, when I when I go into work, I'm I'm somebody else. I'm completely somebody different. I'm not the same guy. Really? No. I kind of like to be like a little fly on the wall just to see you. I'm super prick. I'm like, man, <laughs> I wish I wish you guys knew this guy the way that I did. <laughs> just come in, just one of you, just come in and tell him to fuck off and see what he does. I'm like, oh, I'm like well, I guess I'll get those. I guess work on that work for you just right away. <laughs> I guess I'll go get you that. Uh, I'll get get you that uh, that uh, foot long sub. Yeah. Like, hey, fuck you, man. I'm like, all right, thank you. I guess I'll uh, I'll go get you a coffee. Sorry. <laughs> Is that three creams, no sugar? <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Taking a step back is always helpful, especially in my case. Yeah, when I go to work, man, I go with a, I go with a, a pretty positive attitude, and I try to, uh, I try to, uh, t- to bring that positive attitude to everybody, because uh, I've noticed that it's, you, you know, you get a much easier, uh, you know, people respond much better when you say please and thank you and uh, and come out with a positive attitude than being like a a, a bowling a bowling ball rolling through the office, you know. <laughs> Gangway, motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's nice to see. I mean, if you can, if you see somebody in a bad mood and at the end of them talking to you, they walk away like laughing or smiling. Like, I like that kind of stuff, man. You know? Right, right. Yeah, agreed, man. But anyways, uh, that's all we got for today, guys. Uh, I'd like I'd like to thank you for tuning in. This is uh, your host, Pri and Mike. Uh, we're going to signing off. Have a good night.